I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. that you keep sounding like that is that the the turd from south park yeah that's fully mr hanky the okay. christmas poo okay i didn't watch that show so the fact that i'm so quickly identifying that worries me about myself I, uh <laughs> you know uh, as soon as it was coming out of my mouth i didn't really like make a solid decision that that's how i was going to open today it just kind of happened and in the middle of it i went no one is going to understand this reference but unfortunately this one in this closet did <laughs> sure happens are. Shit happens. Shit shit happens, Mr. Hanky. Anyways, let's climb back into this movie, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about Harry Potter, not about poop. Not Harry Pooper. Um, so so I said now we have Harry, I said Harry Voldemort and the snake are all feeling the mortality after the diadem was destroyed. They all have a reaction. Yeah, now that they've all climaxed. You know, I didn't want to say it, but it's real. Here I just we came are. face. Yes. Uh, and we talked about Voldemort like has an O face many times. This like and where like things happen, he throws his head back. I'm like, not a good look. Um, I said, is Voldemort's head supposed to look damaged? Did you catch that this time? Like the back of it, it starts to look like veiny and stuff. And is that because I of know. this? I I, I know is what it, you're talking about. I feel like it's always been kind of a little wonky. I agree, but I feel like it's one of those. I sent you a thing about somebody pointed out. Did you know that the shades of Voldemort's robes get less and less green with each okay. each Horcrux that you <laughs> sent me this, <laughs> and I think I referenced it. Like I, I just I can't stop talking about it now because I'm like violently angry. So maybe we should explain it in more detail. I cut Please. you off. No, explain why you're angry. Oh, no. Okay. So like you said, there was some interview with a costume designer uh, that said that Voldemort's robes are not actually black. They are seven different shades of green. And as each Horcrux is destroyed, one of those shades of green is removed, disappears. Apparently. Bitch. (laughs) <laughs> this movie is so dark do not that is not go- green my ass okay we have been watching these movies in great detail for the last several years <laughs> 10 minutes at a time let me tell you what i've never once noticed his fucking color of his robes because it's also dark like okay look i i have had a hand in a number of things in stage productions that feel like a huge deal when you're creating them and like you're trying to give them depth and right and have it uh, mirror things that are going on on stage um that don't turn out to be like picked up very well by the audience because they're either too far away or like the lights change the color of a, a, a garment or x y or z whatever yeah so i'm not saying that this isn't a thing right but I'm what sure it I'm was. saying is that <laughs> this is not a thing. No. I'm like, I had such a hard time this week doing my notes. I'm not kidding you. I kept cranking up the brightness on my computer. I'm like, it's all the way up. I just yeah, can't no, see no. anything. It's just like, they are in a pool I was of like, black. It's <laughs> just like, well, maybe it's the sun coming in. The sun's coming into my office. I like rolled down my shade. I'm like, no, that's not it. It is just that hard to see anything. Like, yeah. 
if it's hard for me to see at just a little tiny screen, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not noticing the shades of a row, but anyway, I, I'm, I might look into it this time and see if that's a real thing. Cause I feel like I've never noticed that before that the back of all these heads starts to look and his face starts to look a little like peeled apart too. I think that's supposed to be alluding up to at the end when his face like peels apart completely when he gets killed. Yeah, that's, we'll talk about that when we get there i know okay anyway so i said <laughs> thickness has the audacity to ask if he's okay basically if it just kills him i think just to show that he can i think that's why he killed him wait that's who that was yes i did a double take i'm like wait really like you worked to get that guy i'm pretty sure it was thickness Isn't oh that- if it is i had no idea i literally have a note here that just says why him what he do <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it is because i watched it like a few times he like flies back and people catch him like what the fuck <laughs> like why are you killing him yeah it was a weird moment i think like i said just to show that he's still capable of doing that after he felt part of him die and i said but also i'm no warlord but i'm pretty sure you want numbers in a battle so killing one of your own dudes seems unwise <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's valid um <laughs> I did, for some reason, go back and grab the paragraph from, I took these notes uh, too long ago, apparently, because I don't know why I grabbed this. I think I was hyper fixating on what's actually supposed to happen after the diadem breaks, because I was like, why are they all like (laughs) shuddering? Yeah. Um, And so I grabbed this, I grabbed this from the text. A blood-like substance, dark and tarry, seemed to be leaking from the diadem. Suddenly, Harry felt the thing vibrate violently, then break apart in his hands, and as it did so, he thought he heard the faintest, most distant scream of pain, echoing not from the grounds or the castle, but from the thing that had just fragmented in his fingers. So, like, they really hyped up the destruction of this diadem. Okay, yeah, faint. Faint whisper to everyone felt it, Nagini and Harry and Voldemort, and then Voldemort's followers, like two were worried about him. I'm like, Yeah, and like it being destroyed in flames and Voldemort's face coming out of the Ruba requirement. It was a whole yeah. Fucking... And I'm like, wasn't that I like know the we least... talked about that last episode, but like <laughs> I think we did because I was like, wasn't yeah. that like the least like dramatic death of a horcrux of all of them? Like, yeah, it, just it literally just like melted. vibrates and breaks apart. Like yeah. Okay. There. So that <laughs> caused this whole, yeah, rippling effect. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I think the movie was just like, hey, remember, these are important. So, <laughs> yeah, important. I mean, it's Hollywood. They were going to amp it up. I, I don't begrudge them that, but it is very, very funny to go back to the source material and be like, oh, that's all that happened. Yeah. What happened was. What <laughs> <laughs> was in real life. Anyway, so at this point, Voldemort tells Nagini he needs to keep her safe and they whoosh off. Um, Rod and Hermione come upon Harry. <laughs> Why? I hate this. Wait, wait, wait. What were you going to say? Just have a note here that says, no, she's not. <laughs> and I don't know what it's referring to. <laughs> Do you mean Nagini? It must be something that Voldemort says. I don't know. Go on. Maybe it'll click. Usually these things click when I hear you say something. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. But it's got to be Nagini. Um, and my next note is in the boathouse. Oh, okay. No, I have a quick here. Okay. Um, 
So Ron and Hermione come upon Harry with, I said, these like pitying looks. So they never feel like friends towards the end of this movie. They just look like he looks really sad and we're just looking at him like he's like dirty and disgusting. I'm like, you should be wondering if your friend is okay and talking to him like he is your friend, right? Like, I feel like, so we all know that films shoot stuff out of order yeah. all the time. Okay. Um, and I wonder if, especially in these next couple of chunks, <laughs> there's a bit of like, I've, I, I'm sorry, y'all, I've lost the plot going on here because it had to have been difficult to like develop a true through line of the emotional journey of everything they're experiencing in these next <laughs> few hours for them, few whatever minutes for us. Okay. Um, because I agree with you. It, it does kind of feel like anytime the three of them together, they're all just like staring at each other. Like they don't know what to do next. Like, like, oh. <laughs> Which is fair. Like, okay, yes, I think okay, you, be paralyzed. You, yeah. you probably don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do next. But like. Maybe they shot also, alternate endings. <laughs> so they're, they're confused. Like, so this is the one where we end up happy? Is this the one where. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to find out in the bonus episode this Very, week. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm excited for that. Um, so the, he tells the Why, two of them. Why do you know what's coming or something? I swear to God. Okay, it was one scene. I think it's uh-huh. like one. All right. Um, he tells. <laughs> and it's something about just like where, where, you know, when Draco shows up and he grabs his two friends, it's like where he was right before that. And that's it. I think. I think he was, I don't know. I can't remember. It was something about we see more of Draco before he's popped back in. Anyway. Um. He tells the two of them that Nagini is the last Horcrux. Ron urges him to look inside Voldemort and use his Foldy vision to oh, see where he is. Oh, that's what I was saying. Nagini's the last Horcrux. Oh. That's what I was saying. No, she's not. Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, Ron, yeah, so yeah, Harry thinks that that's the last, <laughs> that's the last Horcrux. No, she's not. Um Ron, so I said, by the way, Ron tells him he uses like Baldy Vision to see where Voldemort is. I said, we never mentioned that this was supposed to be like a secret occurrence, do we? In the movies. Remember the book, he keeps trying to hide it from Ron and Hermione. And because her, Hermione's pissed, she's like, you're not supposed to be letting him in anymore. So this yeah. is the final moment where Ron's like, fuck it, stop fighting it. Go see where he is. But we don't yeah. know that in the movies, do we? I mean, she does make... It's not, you're right. It's not as dramatic as in like at one point in the seventh book when they're in Grimmauld Place, he like locks himself in the bathroom. Right. To like hide from them that it's happening. And they're like, dude, you were just screaming in the bathroom. We know, we're not stupid. We know what the fuck happened. Uh, But yeah, this is actually canon. This, he says the, like almost that exact line verbatim Ron does. Like, look, see where he is. Yeah. But yeah, we just don't get a sense of that in the movies that it's like, you know what, stop fighting it. Fucking find out where the snake is. Um, so, <laughs> I wrote it too. So Harry looks like he's coming um, while we're treated to... <laughs> Again. <laughs> Good for him. To... Multiple orgasms as a man, not easy to accomplish. <laughs> so like, work. And in front of your friends. A little weird. Um, so, and then I so said, while we're treated to Lucius and Boldy having a conversation in the boathouse. Um, I said, I'm, I'm not sure I ever understood this line. How can you live with yourself, Lucius? Oh, okay. But like, I actually, I literally 
I highlighted that line specifically. Ooh, please. That it's not it's not from the book. No. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. So I do love this line because it highlights what a piece of shit Lucius is. Because even Voldemort is like, God, you're fucking pathetic. Why is he saying that he's <laughs> pathetic? Because he only cares about himself. Yeah. Like in this moment, what he's saying, like Voldemort is pointing out, like, you don't care about me going to get the boy. You don't care about him being killed by someone else. You want to go in to get your son. Okay. okay. Like stop fucking, stop fucking lying. Stop being the piece of shit that you are. And okay. like, even, and it, like it, it holds true. What does he do? And, and you know, a, in a little while he's going to find his son and he's going to fucking take off. Correct. Yeah. Okay. 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 I see that. <laughs> but and it should have been the moment where he's like, he could have killed him then and gotten rid of him. But he's like, yeah, go get Snape. <laughs> go on, yeah. bitch. Yeah, anyway, that's what he does. Tells him to go get Snape. Um, I said, <laughs> next in all caps, we're going back to the Battle of Hogwarts. We're going back to that big courtyard, that mystery one that we created a few movies back. Again, I have not watched a YouTube video yet. I will. So I have more to say about this because I have watched more of the videos from the Hogwarts expert. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you know how throughout this podcast, you and I have made comments about how the courtyard changes frequently. Like in one movie, there's a fountain in the middle of it. Right. Uh, in the next movie, like in, I guess those are the same movie. It's, it's whatever. It's uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. There's a fountain in it and there's a clock tower over it. Right. 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 And we're right, like, right. oh, right. And now like suddenly, no, this is the now this courtyard like leads right into the entrance hall and right into the great hall. Like, that's really weird. That's not how things were. No, 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 no. So that clock tower courtyard, which I believe is how uh, the Hogwarts expert like God, we, he should cut us a check. A word given <laughs> just given away advertising. Uh, over here <clears throat> anyway uh he he has like lovingly referred to it as the clock tower uh courtyard that courtyard leads out to that like wooden bridge that was okay. just blown up yeah which is how you get uh either if you go over that and you go up to the right you get to the hourry and if you go down to the left you get to hogwarts or excuse me to hagrid's hut okay Yes, great. So this courtyard was added, I think, in five. Five, yes. When for she's Dolores, firing. yes, yeah. for Dolores to fire uh, Trelawney. Prior to that, there had been a proper entrance hall. Like you can see, he has like literally. If you're enough of a nerd about this, like that I'm I'm getting excited talking about it, go and check out his channel because he describes it so much better than I ever can. Yeah. Um, but there's like a proper entrance hall that the stairs from the boathouse lead up to. Huh. And so like those are basically the two ways into the castle. It's not really clear in the castle's like initial construction where the like festral carriages would have taken the students like how they would have gotten them there from Hogsmeade because 
you would also take you would also take that bridge the wooden bridge um to get to hogsmeade yeah so it's like maybe the kids came up that way and like the official entrance hall was only for people coming from the water essentially what the hogwarts expert is like talking about is that this viaduct that like mcgonagall had all the statues line up on it moves oh from <laughs> like it's in an entirely different place in deathly hollows yeah. um because when it was initially uh part well, well it was uh, yeah the initial construction was that it connected the two wings of the castle like it connected the entrance hall to like the west wing i think it is um which makes sense in the film, in the seventh film, seventh and eighth films, they shift it to connect it to a random like land mass. And that gives like a reasonable entrance to Hogwarts. But it also doesn't because it's just like a random land mass when right. like the Hogsmeade is on the other side of the fucking castle. But they just needed people to be able to gather there and run at them. <laughs> right. They needed people to be able to like descend a hill and run yeah. at them. And even if you think about the other side, the bridge that was blown up, Mm -hmm. like there's also an army charging down a hill there at neville remember yes but think about what's on the other side of that it's a hill going down to hagrid's hut what the fuck so basically we just reshifted hogwarts to make a battle easier <laughs> yes 100 percent. because like that the other side of that that's where the whomping willow should be yeah and we just don't have any idea where the like they're supposed to be going through the fucking tunnel in the whomping willow right now that's another thing I've never understood why they shifted this to the fucking boathouse. Right. A place with literally zero significance. That we've never seen before. Like, why are we here? Because it was easier than going back to why the Shrieking not? Shack, I guess. Well, exactly. It was easier than going back to the Shrieking Shack and explaining that the uh, Whomping Willow doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> what? Anyway, sorry, that was a rant, but... And no. I'm not going to shut up about this fucking viaduct because I, I'm <laughs> so hyper fixated on it now. I, it's just so weird to take a final, a finale of a movie of an eight part series and be like, hey, remember things that you've seen for the other movies? Do not worry about it. Like, don't worry about us, it. We're doing something completely different. Right. They're giving us like little pieces of the other movies to remind us, but like, like in the battle we're about to talk about, but like but we're in a whole different i don't know they're kind of like remember these things that made you nostalgic for these movies kind of <laughs> like we're gonna kind of give you that kind of Ugh. anyway so getting into the battle i said oh i'm sorry this is the first time i've ever noticed this all caps there's people flying in into the battle i had the subtitles on it's oliver wait shut up i'm not kidding you i freaked out when i saw that there's people on brooms coming around and guy goes come on and the subtitle says oliver come on it's fucking oliver wood came back for the battle oh my god i just got chills because i did my notes for another section the other day and i put a note in there i don't remember what section it is i think it's i think it's for episode nine i put something in there about like it really sucks that we didn't get oliver wood back for his little cameo because <laughs> he is like he's harry passes him uh on the way to the forest and he's like carrying a dead body over his shoulder that's right that's right. Yeah. He's That's there. fucking amazing. He's I'm so glad that there. you caught that. <laughs> I, this whole project was worth it just to find out that Oliver was part of the battle. I oh. lost my shit. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Was Sean credited? We should I was just go back. Say, can we see if he was actually in it or they just Honestly, picked somebody? Let me, in? let me look. Let me see if he's credited with it. I'll do Please. a quick Google. I'll Google Sean Biggerstaff. And yes, Sean Biggerstaff is credited with 
Harry Potter God and the Deathly bless. Hallows Part Two. Holy That's fucking shit. amazing. Never noticed that in my lifetime. Never noticed. Wow. Fucking wow. <laughs> wow. Phenomenal. Sean, I'm so glad you're back. Crying. So proud. That's just it. Like, okay, then let me see Oliver a little bit more. Like, let me see, like, you're bringing back every single character. Because I think we do see Madame Pomfrey. Like, we see everybody. We get, um, we get a uh, Professor Sprout. Like, we get everybody in this movie. Oh, sorry, I'm fully lying. It says here it's it's a cameo. On it's an uncredited cameo. But huh. it is on his it is on his Wikipedia page. So it could be that somebody like us <laughs> saw that subtitle and was like. Wikipedia! Who's editing Wikipedia? Do you remember? So, okay, this is a tangent, but do you remember back in our college days, many moons ago? Please shut up. uh, For the longest time, college professors would not accept Wikipedia as a source. Like, you could not cite Wikipedia. And then, like, a switch flipped. And I remember I was in some gen ed class that was like, basics of multimedia or some bullshit mm-hmm. that I had to take for a degree in music. Great. Um, and the professor was like, oh no, you're going to see a shift in this very soon because data like this that is crowdsourced is going to be the most reliable data because people are going to see it and they're going to correct it. Mm. And then like literally within the next couple of years, professors were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Also, I feel like more and more professors were like, I don't fucking care about your sources. I'm not, I think about some of the papers that I wrote and like the obscure books that I had to pull from the library. I'm yes. like, my professor is not going to, to yeah. column 9943 and looking up ISBN number, whatever, like nope. bullshit. <laughs> nope. Wow. We actually could have gotten away with a lot more. Yeah. Thinking about it now. Could have just used any yep, book ever. Citing- Citing like literal physical sources. I started doing that, especially for my bachelor's thesis. So I was like, this way they can't just copy and paste a uh, website and you know look at whatever I was looking at. They literally have to take take the effort to go to the library and find this specific book. Back to so yeah, I said it's all cast. Oh, I'm sorry, Oliver. So excited. Anyway, so music is getting me. I said, and the battle is raging. Um. So we have ramparts crumbling, giants are swinging, people battling on our favorite new staircase. Um, oh, I wrote, I'm positive I never caught this little battle before as the trio is first running down the big giant staircase. Somebody gets chained up. Somebody gets chained, shot up, shot up and falls back. And I couldn't identify who it was. I think it's a, yeah. a death eater. Just a rando death eater. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've never actually seen that because everything goes so quickly. Um, I said, so now we get the trio running through a montage of past battles. Okay, so no, no, no. That's what I was going to point out, that there's this fan theory here that they encounter parts from other all other books. And I actually looked it up so that I could like read through the theory and it does not hold a lot of water. <laughs> but I didn't, go ahead. I, and I really, I really tried too. I was like, I swear to God, people have said like, this is all of their past battles. I said, kind of. And so we get the trio running through um, a troll. It's like, but a troll yep. slash giant. Um, troll from movie one cool where they giant, became friends right giant spiders number two yeah, acromantula swarm great and then i said well let me see fenrir eating lavender so i guess that's werewolfing from number three it's werewolfy from number three also Which, thanks fenny you did us all a favor <laughs> i said however that makeup is terrible 
Um, for some reason, it looks even worse. This movie. You sent it to me, and my response was, "Why does he look like grown-up Eddie Munster? <laughs> like, what <laughs> happened here?" They, they like switch his makeup. I swear to God, from movie to movie. You're like, I don't, yeah, he's don't totally know. different. The makeup design for Fenrir is like, he's just completely different every time. I mean, I was like, happy to see him blast out the window. I'm like, okay, goodbye. Um, don't want to look at you anymore. I said, real quick side note: Do we want to talk about Lavender's death really quick? I said, I like. I actually do like that it was Hermione that fired the spell to get him off of her. Yeah, I do like that. I thought that was nice. I was like, okay, that was a nice, like, she's a widow. It was nice. It was a nice detail. But it was also, I'm like, oh, dang, you had to kill that one. But she does die so in the you know, Yeah, this is canon. Uh, okay. You know how sometimes you associate an actor so aggressively with their character that you kind of start to lose, like, their humanity? Yeah. And like, I can't stand the character of Lavender Brown so fucking hard. Like, I, oh my God. So my reaction, when we get to this point, every time is, oh, thank God, um, <laughs> which is terrible. Which is and awful. for some reason, completely unprovoked, like I did not go out and search this. It just happened. I somehow ended up on, and now I'm blanking on her name, on this actress's Instagram. Oh the other day oh. <laughs> and suddenly I felt like such a horrible person because I was like oh I've been saying for years that I fucking hate this person but I don't hate, like her. I yeah. hate her I her character but it is very funny because she's got like big glasses and kind of I don't know it feels like she's got going out of her way to dissociate herself from this character <laughs> Which when in reality to. oh yeah yeah. In reality, she's probably just like living her life and she's allowed to have big glasses and change her hair. And that's a very normal thing for a human to do. But this do you, movie girl? came out, what, to, to 11 years ago? Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry, my brain has put you into that. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's that's all you'll ever be. Anyway, but... Sorry. Uh, um, and I also said, I'm not sure if I ever noticed this either. Again, because so, I just wrote so dark, all caps, that um, as they're running through the courtyard too, one of the giant slash trolls was poking his scepter in at them. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm gonna get you. I was like, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, that's what he's, oh God. <laughs> again, so dark. I said, ah, yes. And I was waiting for Dementors. But then again, Dementors would be number three too. Right. So this- Maybe five? Fan theory that I pulled up says, up next is a big- group of Dementors arriving at Hogwarts, and though they were introduced in Prisoner of Azkaban, this is reminiscent of their raid at the Quidditch World Cup. There was no Dementor no, raid at the Quidditch World Cup. No. So no. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't think that there's a, a, like a great reference to Goblet of Fire here. No. And I, I kind of thought there would be maybe Victor Crumb showed up. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. But <laughs> like, well, it doesn't know. really make sense that Oliver Wood is there either. To be fair, but to be honest, yeah. No, I, I, I don't really. I, I guess can't really place any kind of a Dementor we presence can, in Goblet of Fire. But we can for five because they attacked he and Yeah, yeah, sure. But like them being that's all that's all prisoner of azkaban well and that was i guess yeah. the encounter is a dementor in well it's a boggart though correct say, in the maze he encounters a dementor but it's actually a boggart but again if the movie's trying to show us battles that they have the trio have been in together or at least ron and harry have been in together you're no they didn't have anything to do with dementors in yeah 
and maybe that's why and you know maybe that's why there really isn't a reference to goblet of fire because that was something that harry had to do himself yeah but then again so were the dementors like that was also just harry with dudley hermione was there oh i'm talking three you're talking five sorry yeah yeah, well in three but in three in the movie no she wasn't that's true it was just she's supposed to be there in books it's supposed to be her and Sirius, but it wasn't that's what i'm saying so you can't go like oh the trio they've all been through these things no (laughs) no like it's a nice thought i get where the i get where they're going i don't mean to completely poo poo it but i i don't think it really holds up and i don't know if it was i'm i it seems too uh legit to be a coincidence Correct. Um, I think they were doing flashbacks to the movies, but you can't say, oh, every single thing they've gone through, they got just do yeah. through the... No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Um, so as the Dementors are whooshing up to the battle and the and the trio... What did I mean? I think it's... So as the Dementors are whooshing up to the battle and the trio, Aberforth approaches with Kingsley, Ginny, one of the Batil twins, fucking Seamus, <laughs> I said, and some other random students... And just Aberforth fires off a super incredible shield spell, Patronus, maybe? I didn't know. What yeah, it's definitely meant to be a Patronus. It, like in the sh- same way that, well, I mean, that's how it was in Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> right. It was that's just true. a big fucking orb that enveloped them. Um, and this is, you know, this is a clear reference to Order of the Phoenix. Like this is the Order of the Phoenix literally steps in to protect them. Mm. Which, okay. I get that. That's cool. And honestly, I like that Abby comes in showing that he's a Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And powerful. Yep. And, and powerful. And like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of split because in the book, it is Luna, Seamus and Neville that come yes. up and save them because Harry, Ron and Hermione's Patronuses are not are happening and they're not making it happen. But, and I like, I get chills every time I, I have had them right line. now. <laughs> right now luna's line like she like picks him up and she's like think of something happy we're still here we're still fighting it's like oh my god in my closet um yeah yeah i love that part in the book where she's like come on we're still fighting i that's much more powerful than aberforth just we love aberforth being like hey look at me i'm a badass (laughs) we met him once (laughs) but I like would have rather. DA. Yes, I would have rather. Okay, so then speaking of this little weird group, I've never noticed this, and this is terrible. But I said, then the group is kind of like, oh, right, there's a battle behind us, and they turn to go join. I said, it's so weird. Ginny and the two closest to her go in with their wands raised over their heads. Like, up. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it looks so stupid. They're like, oh, let's go. And they like run in like that. I'm like, you look, what? Have you not been in the other movies? That's not how you hold your wands. What are you doing? <laughs> I've rewound it. I'm like, I'm being an asshole. No, I'm not. That's weird. That's weird. It's weird that they're like like having a gun and holding it straight up in the air. Like, you know, that's not going to shoot anybody. (laughs) What are you doing? Anyway, back to the trio outside the castle now going down. They said the ridiculous stairs to the boathouse. Girl, Um, it would take me three days to go down those stairs. Yes. I wrote a side note. I said, I want Corey to do Voldemort's voice when he's getting like the wrong change at a business. <laughs> I was just thinking about how funny Voldemort is because you only see him doing these like epic talks and epic whatever. Like it'd just be funny to him be like, I actually ordered a number three. <laughs> you gave me a number two. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I wanted the number three. 
with nuggets. I want a number three. <laughs> it comes with the side of a milkshake. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it'd be funny just to have Voldemort like out in the world doing things. Okay, I picked up my laundry. The shirt is not mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's always just so you know serious. And so I'm like, ah, I kind of just see it. Speaking of Valdi, though, yeah, and I, I totally flipped past this note earlier when he's having that conversation in the boathouse with Lucius. I've never, like, are we meant to deduce that using the wand is hurting him in some way? Like, he lifts up the sleeve of his robe, and there's, like, scarring or something, like, some kind of damage to his forearm that I'm like, is using the Elder Wand, like, are we supposed to think that it's fucking him up in some way? Because I've never, like, that was such, it's it's always been a little bit weird to me. Cause like I said, the camera like focuses in on mm-hmm. him pulling up the sleeve of his right arm. And there's like weird texture to his skin there, but everything is either white or black in this movie. So you can't really, right. do, you know, to see what, what it is. I don't know. Something I never really thought about before. Like I literally got up off my couch and went and stood right next to the screen to try and see better what the fuck we we're looking at. And I, I think we are supposed to, like, because he, he, when he casts that one spell where we see the, the cracking of the wand up yeah. close. Yeah, and it, I like, think destroys supposed, the force field around the castle. Yeah. I think that does damage him. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like he does physically start to kind of fall apart. But it, it doesn't make sense why the Elder Wand is damaging him. It should be yeah. because the Horcruxes are being destroyed. And... Yeah, I think they, you're right, trying though. To, but they're trying you're... to do, I think you're right. I think they're trying to do two things. <laughs> Using the Elder Wand and the Horcruxes being destroyed are both damaging. Yeah, him. like he's slowly losing power because he's losing his Horcruxes, which I don't think is actually true. No. Um, and that like utilizing this much power or this wand is also breaking him down. I don't know. It's kind of a weird angle that I've never really considered before uh, because I know that that's not canon. <laughs> right like i think they do we get this in the movies where he realizes that all of his horcruxes are being destroyed and runs to all the old places that they were hidden i don't think we no get he that. doesn't do that in the films no okay because that's just it that would have yeah because that would have helped prove the point that we know from the books he didn't feel any of this that's why right. he had to go investigate and see if these horcruxes hiding places had his, been disturbed because yeah his internal monologue it, as he's like going to as he's like on the lake in the cave like he's like going over the lake and he's going surely you know i would have felt something i would have known if this has happened and then he gets there and he flies into a rage because he realizes what's happened like he's already been to the gaunt house so the ring is gone now he knows that the locket is gone and he knows that they got into gringotts so he can assume the cup is gone right he already knows the diary is gone so he's like fuck four of my six horcruxes yeah so he doesn't physically feel this shit. So for the movie to be like, and now he's falling apart, like, all right. <laughs> it's a reach, but I think it's I think it's for the squibs, like you said, to just show that he's being weakened and yeah. and to reinforce vulnerable. and reinforce the mission of the trio that if we do destroy all of these, he can be destroyed. Yeah, got it. I agree. Anyway, so uh, Snape is explaining that the wand Voldemort is using will work for him. And so Voldemort looks fully insane as he's staring down Snape. <laughs> he questions whether it really will. He's so close to him. I'm like, oh God. 
but I just remember like these are two great actors they can carry the scene they're fine yeah because <laughs> if I were Snape I would have blinked um he explains the Elder Wand is technically Snape's but only Voldemort can live forever said knife swipe knife swipe yeah Spell. so uh a couple of things <laughs> one where's Nagini's bubble <laughs> yeah so in the book, he has her in this like protective bubble and that's hovering yeah. behind him. Or like a, it's something, it's almost like a cage too. They said something like an invisible cage that they put over Snape's head. Yeah, they like lower this or like full on Glinda yeah. the Good Witch bubble over top of Snape so that Nagini can kill him. Okay. What's your next line? Because I wrote something about his death too. Uh, second question is: Does Hogwarts have a rowing team? Okay, like these are <laughs> these are not normal rowboat oars. Like these are like Olympic rowing team oars. You're not just the boats that they get the first years. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> also like let's just if we want to say canon, if we want to say the books are canon. Okay. The boats cross the lake and they go into a cave. Mm. Uh-huh. So I don't know what the fuck this boathouse is that we've never seen before. It's for kids that want to get eaten by the giant squid. Yes, those. Uh, and apparently for the Hogwarts rowing team. The other thing that I'm going to say, like you already credited uh, that the, this is two incredible actors, but I really love the subtlety of like what's happening dawning on Alan's face. Like You can see it. If you sit there and watch, you can see him yep. work through it before it comes out of Voldemort's mouth he's yes. like oh fuck yeah it's a yes god he's so good I, that you can see that happening yeah exactly like you could turn off the sound and the subtitles and you could see what's happening here that it goes from a friendly conversation to Alan realizing oh my life is in danger like yeah. I got he gets there before anyone else gets there and it's so brilliant god damn it Alan uh R.I.P. Um, this like knife swipey thing. Like, why does he slit his throat? I don't like when you're just gonna have the snake bite him. I wrote yeah. also much less painful ways for Snape to have been killed. Yes, thickness got off easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a vada cadaver. He got a vada cadaver, and that was it. He's like, Oh, let me have my snake also eat you to death. I'm like, what? Why? Right. So it really makes no sense because no. like the elder wand changes hand from like you would think from winning a battle they didn't battle like he literally just sucker punched him and then let a snake eat him right which i guess in the story of the i guess in the story of the elder one the first time it changes hands the guy is killed yeah the guy is killed in the middle of the night and it's stolen so whatever means is necessary i guess but But wow didn't give him a chance I didn't give him a chance in the book. There is no like slit the throat. They like it's like we already talked about. They just, just lower Nagini's the yeah. the bubble, bubble over thing. him. Yeah. Ugh. I'm look. I'm glad they didn't make this more gory. It could have been really gross. I didn't need to see the snake like actually bite him. Great. We're gonna do it on the other side of the window, uh, and just understand what happened. I still, not, yeah, the uh, slit the throat thing still, still a weird choice. Still a weird, weird choice. choice. I don't know if it was, uh, and there might, maybe there was more to that spell. He's also being incapacitated with that. I don't know because Snape's a great wizard too. Like he should have, I don't know, should have had a chance. 
Anyway, so after this horrific attack, um, Harry creeps up to Snape and holds his bloody face. Snape begins to cry memory tears and tells Harry to take them to the Ponceve, which I've always found a weird pronunciation. <laughs> Ponceve. I'm like, eh, it's, a, it's supposed to be pensive, like you're thinking. Pensive. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Pensive and sieve. Like, yeah. Like you would, we'll or sieve even, sorry. Yeah. So pensive. Like you, it's a fine mesh sieve. Uh, okay. So two things here. First, no, first, aid <laughs> none ever. like you literally don't have any idea what to do no you are fucking helpless okay you're a 17 year old kid i was a lifeguard when i was 16 i could have at least put pressure on the wound <laughs> you had that basic yes 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 um also like where do we land here on the tours on the on the tiers like obviously i'm a book purist but is this kind of more beautiful like in the book, it says it gushed from his mouth and his ears and his eyes. Oh, God. Yeah, this is a little bit more. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, this is a little bit more delicate. Yeah, this is a little more delicate. And it's a little bit more like romantic. Yeah, I had it in my head for some reason. And the reason that I looked up the text is because in my brain, it's coming out of the wound in his neck. Oh, um, like it starts coming out with the, the blood coming out of the wound in his neck. But no, this was nice. I think and, I like the tears. Yeah. Um, and so now uh, he says to Harry, you have your mother's, I said, final time. Final time I'm going to say it. Not green eyes. Anyway. <laughs> so he dies. See, um, look at me. I let that go. I wrote nothing about that. I That's growth. Sorry. That's no. growth for me. <laughs> and I'm happy for you. I will die on that hill. Uh, so anyway, Voldemort starts his wheezy speech to everybody, pausing the battle to let people bury their dead and to talk shit to Harry, telling him to turn himself over. And we zoom out, zoom out over the outhouse. I'm sorry. Is there a bird in your room? Sounds like he's right outside. Maybe on my balcony. But he got real vocal, didn't he? Yeah. Hey, bud. <laughs> and he's just gonna join us i guess <laughs> i mean it's your call i i'm, I'm not I gonna can't... say we should definitely stop but like they are loud here remember the crows yeah <laughs> they just want to be part of the podcast let them be anyway so yeah basically we're pausing the pausing the battle wait this is where we're gonna end for the week i have questions for you yeah let me know from this chunk what would you keep close like nagini uh, honestly, all of it. I oh, really? I love this chunk. I think it's great. Um, yeah, the battle was chaos, but it was always going to be chaos. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's not like there are parts of the battle in the book that I'm going, oh, I wish I saw that specific thing. Other than, like, McGonagall running down the corridor with, like, desks charging people <laughs> like we're in fucking beauty and the beast oh and trelawney but, um, throwing the trelawney throwing crystal balls yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i would have taken any of that but <laughs> but no I, I think it's great what about you what are you going to keep close like nagini um finding out that fucking oliver was in the battle <laughs> oh yeah that's that good shit big deal, I, mean. <laughs> I was just more pleased than i thought um what would you blast away like a werewolf out the window <laughs> Um, I, I think, and this is so dumb, but I like really didn't have all that much shit to talk in this section. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hogwarts rowing team. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the magic boathouse. That's and funny. you know what? If we ever had merch, which we're not ever going to have merch, but if we ever had merch, I would want to make a t-shirt that said Hogwarts rowing team. <laughs> <laughs> that could be cute, actually. Oh, uh, what about you? What are you going to blast away like Fenrir? Mm-hmm. Honestly, just seeing Lucius again, I don't think we needed it. Your pathetic Lucius, go get Snape. I'm like, all right. I don't think we needed this combo of things yeah, to cut. That's fair. I would have cut that. That's about it. All right. Well, me and the bird will. <laughs> yeah, you and your little bird friend over there are going to have a good, uh, a gale time. Uh, in the meantime, make sure that you follow us on social media. We have Instagram. We have the TikTok. We have the YouTube. Uh, go and follow us and comment and tell us we're assholes because that's all anyone seems to want to say to us. It's great. Uh, make sure you rate and review us uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will be here next week for episode eight. Okay. Love you. See you. Bye. Love you. See you. Bye. Thank you.